0: This is a Squeeze Podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday, the 9th of November, in Your Squeeze Today Selling Sydney Airport, funding for future fuels, an Aussie win at the New York Marathon, and the healthiest cheese in all of the land. This is Your Squeeze Today. Sydney Airport, the nation's largest airport, Clare, is on its way to being sold. It's been five months of negotiating. The price is $23.6 billion. That's about $8.75 a share. The Lucky Bidder is a consortium of superannuation-related giants.
1: And if the deal goes through, which is still a big question mark, uh, it would be the third biggest deal in Australian corporate history. Uh, Australia has some big very big pieces of infrastructure and Sydney airport is right up there. So it's interesting to all Australians from that perspective, uh, what they say is that 300,000 jobs directly and indirectly rely on that airport's operations. But it's interesting from another point of view We could all be shareholders in it if you've got uh, your superannuation with some of the big super funds. That includes Australian Super, which is the biggest super fund in the country. Uh, There's Q Super and there's others as well. So uh, you never know. That could be directly impacting on your super returns.
0: That group is called the Sydney Aviation Alliance, Claire. As you said, this isn't a done deal by any means yet. There are lots of regulatory hoops still for that alliance to to get through, to get this deal done. Yes, so much
1: regulation. And, of course, that's in place because of the critical nature of Sydney Airport. Uh, There is the Airports Act, which says that no single investor can own more than 15% of Sydney Airport plus another airport in Australia including Perth, Brisbane and Melbourne. And some of those super funds already have investments in Aussie airports, so that has to be sorted out. There's also the ACCC, which is our competition regulator. It's going to look it over and report next month. Uh, And then it has to get also clearance from the Foreign Investment Review Board because one of those members of that consortium are from overseas. Uh, Also, it needs to be cleared by
0: shareholders. So there's lots of hoops to jump through. I like the way you put it in the Squeeze Today email. Claire, prepare for turbulence. (laughs) We mentioned yesterday that Prime Minister Scott Morrison would be out and about meeting voters and spruiking policies this week. He hasn't let us down. Looking across the papers, it seems today will be a funding announcement on future fuels. So we're talking about hydrogen refuelling stations for electric vehicles. I reckon, Mark,
1: 9 November in your diary is the day we started talking about these funding announcements as we head mm. towards a federal election. Uh, as you say, it's £178 million it's going to be for the Future Fuels Fund specifically it's looking at a transition to electric vehicles we're not really geared up at the moment to be able to support that transition and what this policy is meant to do is to invest in the electricity grid uh, also the infrastructure for charging stations to make that happen uh, what the coalition says is that 30% of all new vehicles that's about 1.7 million cars should be on the road in the next two decades that are electric. Uh, Labor had a policy at the last election of 50% of new cars by 2030 and the coalition absolutely rejected that. So it seems to have come a long way around to that view.
0: Yeah, our electric vehicles certainly seem to be part of our future. Reports are that registrations have almost doubled this year to 23,000 and hybrid vehicle sales have gone past 60,000. COP26, Claire, remember that little climate change conference that's happening? <laughs> We're well into week two. Where are things at? You'll have to remind me. What's COP
1: again? I can't really... <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. <laughs> We've been talking about that a bit. And yes, it is still going. There's a lot of work to get through in this second and final week. Uh, the two things that are really standouts is financial help for vulnerable developing countries with global warming, uh, a big deal for them, and cop compensation for damage already done. Uh, There's argy-bargy between developed and developing nations about the nature of that funding, whether it should be committed to resilience projects or whether it should be compensation for loss. So that's something that has been a long time in the talks and it's still ongoing. Uh, The other very hard nut to crack this week is carbon trading. That was something that was agreed to in Paris, but the actual mechanism to trading carbon and to keep account of those carbon emissions hasn't been settled. That's become
0: known as Article 6. So if you hear someone talking about Article 6, you'll be all across what they're on about. It's carbon trading. Madison D. Rosario-Claire won gold in the Tokyo Paralympics Marathon earlier in the year, and now she's gone and done us proud all over again, taking out the women's wheelchair race in the New York Marathon. First Aussie to do it.
1: Incredible, isn't it? First Aussie woman to win that New York marathon. She said that she hadn't had much luck in New York in the past. In fact, it had been a bit of a sort of monster event for her, but she came through and came through really well.
0: Yeah, she said she's never been consistent. So the back-to-back wins this year really are an achievement for her. A bit of royal goss now. Jemima Goldsmith-Claire has been somewhat of a fixture of British tabloid media for a long time now. She was in her early 20s when she married Imran Khan, then a retired cricketer. He went on to become Pakistan's Prime Minister. That's long ended and she's now a screenwriter and television producer. She was also a close friend of Princess Diana during her post Charles days. Long story short, she was on board to co-write some of the fifth season of The crown was being the operative word here.
1: Yeah, and some people might think of her as Jemima Khan. That's certainly the name Mm. that she's been known by for a long time, but she's now Jemima Goldsmith. And as you say, she was a good friend of Princess Diana's, uh, particularly during those last days of her life and the post-Charles era. Uh, She wanted to be on board that part of the crown because she said that she wanted to see her friend's life portrayed accurately and with compassion. And she says that series in her view isn't going to do that so things have gone off course Uh, discussion about her engagement with the crown though was news to Peter Morgan who's the creator of that series he says that she was just one of a very wide network of people giving advice on the accuracy of the times uh, but she wasn't contracted at all
0: We have to remember that The Crown is fiction. Peter Morgan, the creator, as you say, likes to remind us the purpose of the show isn't to educate, but rather to entertain. The sad news in all of this is that the fifth season isn't out until November next year, Claire. That's a very long time to wait. It's a very long time. The build-up will be immense, I imagine. Let's finish with a bit of news you managed to dig out of the depths of the internet somewhere. It's about which cheese is the healthiest. (laughs) All cheese is great. Surely that's the headline. Like If you're really
1: into the analysis of which has lower fat and which has more protein, then really you've just completely lost the point. But yes, when it comes to it, it's going to be ricotta at the top of the list, which look, Ricotta's fine. I don't mind a bit of ricotta. Um, Hard cheeses, they say, is also really good. But really, long story short, stay away from the really brightly coloured and processed stuff. The rest of it's thumbs up.
0: It seems that it's the same old story, though, everything in moderation. The article even points out that cheese is not a meal, which was particularly devastating. (laughs) It's an accompaniment. That's the warning. How very dare they. (laughs) I think that's all from us today. Have a good Tuesday. You and Larissa will be back tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner.